Welcome to the Hope Spud Yak, folks. Uh, we have a guest with us today, but first, how's it going, Mr. Atley, for the second take? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going about the same as it was the first time you asked me. <laughs> 20 minutes ago, yes. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> um, it's going well, just, uh, just trying to hunker down, self-isolate. <laughs> For at least two weeks. Um, I don't want to catch plague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a real risk. It is um, because we have coronavirus to discuss. We already discussed it for like ten minutes. Why don't in the you last describe recording. what happened? <laughs> I'll describe it after we introduce our our, our guest, Mister. Alex Teasdale, Greetings, welcome everyone. to the podcast. Thank you, Nick and Kyle. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, about an hour and a half. Yeah, we're yeah. here now. That's yeah. all I'm and, and if uh, several weeks before then, because I, I know that you wanted to get on for for a while now. So it's uh, it's good to have you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, coronavirus. Um, I, I said last time that my university is essentially shut down and they've they had these different steps, different programs of how they go about uh, shutting down particular sections of the university. And uh, I'm assuming that because Maryland just got its th fourth case, its community uh, community spread infection of the coronavirus, uh, the university's freaking out. So now apparently all travel bans, uh, only essential personnel are allowed into laboratories. So that essentially cuts out about 90% of the medical school is now on lockdown. So we can't, we can't go to work anymore. So that's, that's fun. That's, that's great, great news. Um, I don't know. Have you guys been following along with the uh, coronavirus? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's just something hard to avoid at this point because every day it escalates a little bit further. You find bigger names, you know, people that you probably don't know yet, but people like celebrities and famous professional athletes that are now contracting it. And um, like I think Tom Hanks just got it. Um, head coach at Arsenal just got it. A couple NBA oh, really? players have it. Yeah. Um, canceled March Madness, ACC tournament. Um, basically, every single major sporting event going on right now for the foreseeable future has been canceled or postponed. So that's like unprecedented in itself. Yeah. And uh, just went to the uh, grocery store shortly ago, <laughs> and um, all the aisles were <laughs> were uh, barren because people were just in a in a frenzy and in, in a panic to yeah to yeah. to get all the like the entire meat aisle was just gone. Um, yeah. So it was kind of it was a little jarring to see that because i i've never even seen that in our our most extreme you know winter storm or hurricane yeah right so 
It's such a weird reaction. <clears throat> it's such a weird reaction. Just like take everything from the grocery stores. <laughs> like, and specifically this time around, I don't know if you guys have noticed the, the toilet paper craze. What the fuck is going yeah, on I with that? I can't rationalize my head around that. I don't know. Out of all the things <laughs> to stockpile on, you get toilet paper. Diarrhea is not one of the main <laughs> symptoms of this this virus, and for some reason, people are just buying no, and it must rolls be, like crates of it. Must it. be doubly strange for you because you wipe with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I go back. Oh god, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle slaying. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's so good. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's practices like that. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. <laughs> What's the yes. big deal? Huh? What's... <laughs> hey, come on now. What's up with this TP shit? <laughs> you got your hand, don't you? <laughs> Oh man! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Back to uh, reality. Yeah, Alex, have you noticed anything with the coronavirus? I know last time you briefly mentioned something about uh, some ceremony. Yeah, so we actually, so I'm down in Beaufort, South Carolina. We actually just had our some confirmed cases here, and uh, while I was working on Paris Island, we got some updates that. Uh, so typically every Friday, the Marines graduate Paris Island. Their families come down Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so families are here now because it's Thursday. They have been uh, politely told to get off of the island. I think their stay was uh, cut short <laughs> a little bit. And there's not going to be an actual yeah. graduation ceremony tomorrow. Um, the Marines are essentially just going to be like, oh, hey, you graduated. Congrats. Thank you. And then they're going to go off to their next adventure. So there's not going to be a bunch of families or a big ceremony tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, I paid attention in the beginning uh, when it was in Wuhan. Um, like with the death toll, I looked at that like a couple times a day, and then now um, I try to get away from it because it's getting politicized. But it's hard to get away from it, especially since all of like the sports uh, events are getting canceled and major events are getting canceled. I know you don't like the NCAA tournament, but that is no longer a thing anymore. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, right. Uh, the only one I really cared about was the NBA. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, but like Kyle mentioned, March Madness is closed down. I, I don't think the NFL's been affected yet. They, I think they actually put out a statement. They were like, we're not changing anything yet. Um, MLB's been pushed back, which Kyle had a joke last session yeah. that got ruined. Um, <clears throat> that I said no, no one, one came up. to those games anyway. Yeah, so... Uh, right now, there are 134,471 coronavirus patients, or in total, across the entire world. There have been, I should say, a total of current and past, and there have been almost just shy of 5,000 deaths. <clears throat> but the thing is, like, to keep in mind, like, almost, almost 70,000 people have already recovered. It's not like you get it and it's just like you have a 50-50 shot of dying, you know. It's it's very much uh, you'll you'll go through it, you'll you'll suffer for sure. Um, 
and it would it would suck to be exposed and not know if you're going to have it because in certain cases symptoms don't show for 13 days so you have to quarantine yourself and let's say you're getting to that 12th day and you're like oh sweet i don't think i've got it and then boom that 13th day you start having symptoms you're like fuck i have to go through this entire quarantine process even further than 14 days that would suck ass so anyway yeah it's 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 a it's a serious serious issue but um uh, it's it's a massive inconvenience for a lot of people, but I, I mean I certainly understand why because it can it can turn deadly. So yeah, there's the news. Um, <laughs> Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What are you doing now? Well, I've heard you're a marine. Yeah, well right now I'm just sitting in a, a vacant room with no lights on, uh, with the laptop. <laughs> But yeah, right now I'm down at Paris Island um, working with recruits. So um, they'll come from whatever part of the country um, to Paris Island, So, which obviously is a concern right now. So the higher-ups are working, you know, plans for the future that I don't, I don't know about right now. Um, but essentially, I just supervise drill instructors and recruits, make sure nobody kills himself, make sure nobody kills somebody else, and that everybody graduates and becomes a Marines who actually shows up and nobody gets seriously hurt or loses a leg or an eye. Um, before that, I was uh, stationed on Camp Lejeune, uh, went on a couple of deployments, and before that I was at ECU from Raleigh, North Carolina, and now I'm down here in Beaufort, South Carolina, living it up. How do you like Beaufort? Beaufort is nice. It's um, we're in like the inlets, so the uh, the bugs are pretty bad, and it's extremely muggy. Even though we're only like a couple of miles away from home, from North Carolina, um, the temperature difference, yeah. like in the summertime, isn't that extreme. However, the humidity though is crazy. I don't I don't even know how to describe the humidity. You wake up, it's one hundred percent. You go to sleep, it's one hundred percent, and it's <laughs> miserable to do anything outside. Um, yeah. Like even just walking from the office to my car, I get drenched in sweat, and I feel like a fat ass because I'm like out of breath because of how humid it is. It's disgusting. But other than that, it's pretty calm and quiet um, down here. It's it's pretty nice, so I enjoy it. So it, re- it reminds us, it reminds me of uh, the times when we were roommates. Alex and I were roommates, <laughs> and uh, that was that was an adventure. In jail or uh, where? The, glo- the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the glory dra- days. Yeah. At- <laughs> I'm really disappointed, Kyle, right now. Um, at East Carolina University, uh, and Very I remember there were. T- yeah, yeah, right. Um, that that brown couch. I think we'd like sink into that yep. and just drink. Coke Zero. Uh, what was it? Vanilla? What was it again? Vanilla Coke Zero. That used to steal Vanilla from Walmart. Coke Zero. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that you used to steal from Walmart. <laughs> so you drink two liters of Coke Zero. <laughs> would you? Would you put mix it with anything else? No, we wouldn't. <laughs> no, no vodka. Nothing. No, we would just sit on the Thought couch. Thought you're at ECU. Jesus. We would just sit on the couch or we would sit outside and just like 
I don't even remember we were just talking about whatever. We were just drinking. Dude, our oh. AC didn't work. Are you Ooh. talking about, so remember our, we, we used to live uh, in the apartment right next to us. In that apartment, the AC never worked, but the, the, the one we moved into afterwards, I'm pretty sure that one worked. No, it worked for a little while, and then it stopped working. The reason why I know that is because I lived there after you moved out for another... Well, you didn't really move out. You just kind of ran. (laughs) (laughs) You just didn't didn't pay rent for like two or three months, and you just left. (laughs) Wow, without saying a word. Yeah, without saying a word. Um, It might have been a a lady... Uh, who's who's pulled him away? Is that what happened? Yeah, maybe. No, I had, I had maybe. to trade it, and then I just, I just <laughs> yeah, he just left. Um, so I I had to deal with the the office for for rent <laughs> payment and all that. That was that was fun. I can't remember. But anyway, who painted over his head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I re- I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> it's a clear awesome. clear memory in my mind. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, like that that apartment didn't have AC for the longest time, um, and it was sweltering. Like it Ugh. was so fucking hot. <laughs> that's that's terrible. actually, Alex. Do you want to tell about the the uh, winter of 2013? Yes, I will. And for all you perverts out there, I said ziz, not jizz. We had a picture painted up of ziz on the wall. <laughs> that, that, I don't think anyone thought you said that, but now we thought <laughs> Dude, you I said didn't that. that. Yeah, just in case that. for all the billions of listeners out there, I'm sure there's one or two. <laughs> okay. But, um, right. yeah, the winter of 2013. Uh, that's when you first came into the apartment, I believe. Um, yep. And I think you have a picture. <laughs> I think you have a picture on your phone. Uh, I think the first night you came over, um, I didn't pay the power bill, and we were out of power. <laughs> Because right. I remember you have a picture. I'm still in my work clothes, and you're sitting there in your leather jacket with your book bag still on, <laughs> and we're sitting in the dark. And it was like the first night you got there. Yeah. And from that moment on, yep. everything just went downhill. The weather, um, personal lives, uh, and then the apartment just somehow just got stacked up with so much shit. I don't. I don't know how we had so much shit. It just got stacked up, and then both of us just lost giving a fuck, and the apartment just turned into <laughs> a hoarding situation. It was a disaster. Dude, Dude I slept. I slept ever. Like I remember popping open the, uh, the oven with the heat on to try and keep the apartment warm. <laughs> I slept on an inflatable mattress. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a hard time. Now that I think about it, it builds character, or better people. I don't know. I don't know. That was a that was a trying time in my life. But the next um, apartment we went to, which was right next door, I didn't. I thought was fine. Yeah, but we we again lived in a what felt like a barren wasteland because we didn't. <laughs> We didn't have any decorations, nothing. We just had this <laughs> tiny ass TV just stuck in a corner, and we just sit on this brown couch and just kind of sink into it, and that was it. And drink that was it. Coke Zero vanilla. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes, drink Coke Zero vanilla and just track our macros. Oh that was God. that was our life. It was pretty pathetic. <laughs> Do you I regret was. that part of your life? You know, I think I'll just plead the fifth, but 
<laughs> but uh, actually something else that uh, Mr. Teasdale could probably uh, give some details on is, would you like to tell about the Panera Bread? How What what significance does Panera Bread have to you, Alex? Oh, good old Panera Bread. So back in those apartment days, we were... Um, well, I was signed up for a show. Or I was going to sign up for a physique contest. So we were both training. Um, they were capping our macros like down to the T. We, when we would go out to the clubs or the bars at nighttime, we would uh, we would go ahead and look up how much room we had left in our calories for alcohol, and then we would plug in the shots or the beer into like the my fitness pal or whatever. Um, and that's how like sh- strict and dedicated, I guess. We were to, um, you know, whether or not we were trying to gain weight or lose weight, whatever. Um, so anyways, we were super strict. And, you know, back then when I was wanting to meet <laughs> anytime. Women. Yeah, anytime I was going to meet meet up with someone. I'm like, oh, where do you want to eat? And again, this was like before I was trying to do a physique contest. So I had to be very strict <laughs> with my diet. Very, very strict. And, uh, um I was always looking up places online to see if they had menu, menu or nutrition packs, and literally none of the places did back then. Uh, I'm sure they do now, but one place that did was Panera Bread. So anytime uh, we would go, I would like take a take a girl out or whatever, I would always go to Panera because I had all of her, I had their nutrition facts saved on my phone, and it was easy for me to plug in what I could eat, and I already knew what I could eat. Um, uh, so that I didn't get my, my diet all jacked up, and the question would always come up: Why did you choose Panera? And I, I don't I don't really remember what I said, but it wasn't because it fits my macros. That wasn't the answer. But in reality, <laughs> that's the reason why. <laughs> well, you so you you had to use that excuse. Well, you had to come up with an excuse several times. I'm assuming. Yeah, and I, I don't recall. Yeah. You use many excuses. different excuses. Yes, except for the real okay. one. Okay. And it, it seemed to work out, so. And the guys that you met there didn't they like Panera <laughs> the as well or Yeah. The the guys weren't as, as you know, they didn't ask me as many questions as the female did. Okay. <laughs> Swing, swings on both sides. Uh yeah. So that was that was always kind of a running joke. You just randomly be like, Well, I'm headed to Panera. I was like, well, I, I got that loud and clear. <laughs> we got to wear headphones tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, me sleeping on my, my isolated mattress <laughs> in my completely undecorated room. <laughs> what's the, what's uh, going on in that room over there? <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, those things were a little wrong. Is there a guy in there? <laughs> He's staring at the ceiling. I just I just take in a homeless man every day, every yeah. night. <laughs> Lay down. <laughs> you have shelter. <laughs> Leave by six a.m. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it was it was definitely an adventure. It definitely felt like I was in undergrad college. Uh, well. It. It had no sophistication to it. 
Uh, switching gears here because I completely forgot, but it's very important to say <laughs> okay. that Mr. Bernard Berman, Mr. Benny Berman, who okay. was on this very podcast, had his son yesterday morning. Congratulations, Benny <laughs> Berman. What's and his, he uh, didn't know his he name? didn't know is was gonna be a, a girl or a boy until it oh, actually okay. occurred. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. They can... went they went uh, pioneer on us. Pi is that the term? <laughs> well, just they went old school. Uh, is the that pioneers the term? didn't know uh, what gender it was <laughs> gonna be until it U- came ultrasounds out. were invented <clears throat> in eleven thirty six. Oh, AD. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe they did. Um, <laughs> Ezra James Berman. Mm. Ezra. Well, that's the, see, that's a really unique Ezra. name. That's I, unique. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Probably not the name I would have picked, but I like well, it. What, what, what would you have picked? Yeah. Uh, frankly, I have not <laughs> put much thought into what I'm going to name children. Well, you put Better. thought on, yeah, on what you wouldn't name children. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Um, you know, actually, on the children note, when people show me pictures of kids, I always, I just want people to know that I'm always pretending to care I, because I, I don't actually care. Like, if you say, look at this cute kid, I just kind of ra- raise my eyebrows a little oh. bit and I, and I smile a little bit like, oh, and I, you'll notice, actually, I don't say it's a cute kid. I say, oh, huh? that's a kid. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look look at him. Look at her. Look look at yeah. them. Like it's 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 a that? kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you look at that? And people just run with it, which I'm glad because if if people started like questioning me, I'd be like, "Oh, look, it has ears." And it yeah. look it, but I don't have that reaction <laughs> when people show me a dog. I'm like, "Wow, that's a cute dog." I just don't have uh strong positive feelings emotions about children especially <laughs> other people's children i don't know if it'll change so in you the don't, future so you're saying that you don't care about benny's son that just came into the world <laughs> thank you of course uh, as as everybody knows as everybody knows by now kyle is always trying to put me into some sort of corner um no massive congratulations to to benny and uh Thank you, Merva, and uh, I. But admittedly, if if you show me a, a picture of your child, I will not be cooing and cawing like other people might be. But still, it but is a massive. But he will nod account. his head in approval. <laughs> yes, Would yes, and yes. it is a remarkable feat. It definitely is. It is one. It's a crazy biological experience. I can definitely say that as a biologist. Yes. Well. You still haven't told us what <laughs> you would name your son if you had a son. Ezekiel Verhoeven. <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I just, he's, he's not I'm bread. Just thinking of names. <laughs> Good gracious. Moses Verhoeven. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know me well. <laughs> you know me well. I would totally take it back to the Bible. Uh, huh. Goku Verhoeven. <laughs> Now you're actually starting to talk my language, but I That'd still wouldn't cool. do that to my kid. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to my kid. Would you still just look uh, at him and just kind of raise an eyebrow? 
Would you? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know. As I as I don't have children, I can't yeah. actually say. Uh, I'll have to think on but it. I Kyle. thought I thought Ezra was definitely unique. That's a good name. Ezra, it is Ezra James Berman. It is. It's like yeah. a, a like a very a Civil War name. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um, what what would you name your kids, Kyle? Since since you're putting me on the hot um, the hot seat. If it was a girl, probably lavender. Um, I like that. I like lavender. Yeah. If it was a guy, lavender. <laughs> uh, probably Jimothy. <laughs> so you could call him Jim or Jimmy, for short. <laughs> or <Okay>. Jimothan. Okay, <laughs> Jimothy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy the Hatley, come over here. What is this? Is this a B on your report card? A plus only, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what speaking a- of baby names, my God, I, I just also remembered this. Okay. Um, was speaking with a friend of the podcast. Um, okay. I, I won't reveal his name. In case the other person somehow listens, and I don't know. Either either way, um, his really good friend from school uh, just got married last year, and congratulations! Uh, they're <laughs> they're having a child. They're with child now. Oh, they're with child. They're Very well, with child. And um, he is naming the child. This is the first and middle name. I'm not going to say the last name. Okay. 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 That makes a, sense. This is a white man and a white woman. Okay. Okay. I, and, I'm and scared naming, that you're prefacing it like that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You just need it now. Okay. Um, Jet Lee. <laughs> Jet Lee, then last name. And didn't know. Did not know there was a Jet Lee already in existence. Really? From such film as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That is remarkable. Wow. It is remarkable. And and we're, and uh, I believe <laughs> our friend told the uh, the wife who is with child that, hey, uh, you know that Jet Li is a famous, um, I want to say he's Chinese, uh, martial arts actor he's been in many movies since the 90s um you knew this right and they had no idea and apparently she got kind of mad and is now doubling down on on naming their son Jet Li. whoa, whoa, whoa. like du- <laughs> like got mad and then was like screw it we're still gonna call him Jet <laughs> that's Li. what it seemed to be i wasn't wow. there when that conversation took place but I know the plan is still to name the child Jet Li, which is, I mean, please keep that name. <laughs> yeah, so so what jumps into my head is like, who has the... <clears throat> Without knowing Jet Li, exactly. how do you come up with Jet Li? Exactly. I've never... I, I <clears throat> Have you guys ever run into a person named Jet? <laughs> never. No. People sometimes have the nickname the Jet. Sure, sure. 
But Lee, as in like Lee, L-E-E, that's a real name. Yeah, 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 That would be the middle name, though. Yeah, right. And I imagine as he gets older, people are just going to call him Jet Lee. I mean, you can't not have that name and not use it (laughs) first and middle. That's true. Like Mary Ann. (laughs) Mary Ann. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's that really throws me for a loop. That's I mean, I don't know how you don't know who Jet Li is, but you know, whatever. I guess I I don't even know how to explain that. No, you can't. I mean Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's the the best move for for that, but I mean who knows? Could work out. Mr. Teasdale, do you have any uh, boy girl names you know, that, I was trying to think that, of that, that jump out to you when you ask Kyle and I can't think of yeah. anything right now that pops up, pops up to my head for kids names yeah well I mean it's it's on the horizon isn't it no not on, not on the horizon <laughs> <laughs> oh it does feel strange to slowly become an adult, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So didn't you uh, didn't you recently get promoted to captain? Uh, yeah, I got promoted today. Yep, a little over a year ago. So, uh, promoted March first. Um, back when I was on. When I was on deployment. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was on the back of a um, back of a ship, and we did it like during the sun sunrise. It wasn't really planned. We just picked a time, and it just so happened to be like the sun coming up, and it was pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Did you get like pictures or anything like that? Or yeah, yeah, I got pictures. Um, I guess cool. Video, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good experience. It's a good time. And I'm glad yeah. that deployment happened when it did because I don't know what the guys are doing um, <clears throat> now. We're on deployment be- with the coronavirus because a lot of the countries that we visited and got to go check out, I highly doubt they're able to do that now with all of the restrictions. Yeah, you went to uh, Italy, right? Like, what are a few places that you went? Uh, Latvia, Italy, Spain, Greece, Tunisia, Malta. I think that's it. Yeah. And this is just because we have uh, bases in each of those countries? Uh, so we have a couple bases in uh, those areas, or, or naval air stations, but kind of with the Navy. Um, but a lot of those countries, we will work with their militaries just to build a better relationship with uh, NATO allies, and then also mm-hmm. to do exercises with that country for any sort of deterrence against uh, um, any adversaries. So, I mean... you. Can, I'm sure you can name a few off the top of your head, but any sort of demonstrations, um, you know, to show like essentially like whose dick is bigger, sort of thing. Um, we do that, but then it also it's to just strengthen the uh, the partnership with other or other forces, and then uh, other places we, you know, that m- might question our military or question, you know how we do things. Um, if we can get a door door in there in that country, 
um, and either do something for the country uh, because we don't always work with the militaries. We have a lot of tools and assets and capabilities that some countries don't have. So if we go in there and you know we build them a beach or we build a bridge, um, that's gonna you know kind of show that we're there, we're the good guys, so to speak. Um, there to help help them out and help their people out. So that's kind of what we're doing. And then obviously we're just a, a force and posture in case anything crazy happened. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just like a has there. What's that? Has there been a uh, has there been a country that you've visited um, where you had like you felt like man we really made a a good positive impact here or we're kind of really helping these people out and they're being really appreciative of us being here? Um, I think all of the countries that we visited, uh, the military. So when we go visit countries, we work a lot with their militaries. Um, if we have any sort of liberty uh, or time off, sometimes we're, we're allowed to go out and visit the local towns and, you know, go get some local foods or whatnot. But the militaries are um, extremely grateful to work with us um the like the the u.s military because a lot of times we're with the army as well um and i think it's just because of either our reputation or the fact that just the way that we do things is is a lot different than the a lot of other militaries do things um but we're also just as excited to work with them just because you know we haven't worked alongside other countries before or it's the first time we've worked together since like the the 40s or 50s um, and then the civilians, though, um, I'd say it's probably like, I don't want to say 50, 50, but I mean, there's, there's some people will see us as, as a good thing. And then there's, there's always the other side that doesn't want us there because it, they feel like we're provoking the, an adversary or we're just provoking violence. Um, so you have mm-hmm. both sides to that story, but for the militaries, at least, um, I would, I would say that they are for sure grateful and, uh, they're, they're eager to work with us. And then, again, that goes back and forth. We, we like working with other countries, too. Everybody uses different tactics. Right. Um, everybody has different equipment and just kind of a different mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think the one thing out of a lot of the countries or all of the militaries that we work with, um, some people have a little bit different equipment. Um, so the equipment's always going to be different. But I always kind of like to just observe the mindset of the whatever military host nation we're working with and i think that one of the biggest things that separates us from the rest of the world is our um, adherence to time management so Mm. like if we have a mission Mm. we don't care okay you know we're going to say yeah trying to think think of an example right now like we have a mission we have to be here at a certain time we have to do this and then we have to leave in a certain time so there's like really no room for fuck up um, and then obviously we were relying on host nation support to, you know, help us out with the mission because we're working alongside them. They were late to everything. They didn't show up with the right stuff. Um, it was just a very laxative mentality that they had. Um, and then when we talked about this was Spain, probably, uh, it was Greece. Um, okay. but it was like that with the, when we were in Latvia, um, we had the Latvians, the Polish, the Lithuanians, we had a bunch of Europe, European militaries up there. Um, and I'd say, again, maybe not every single military, but for the majority of them, it was just a, uh, it was hard getting them to do anything on time or be super timely or like, hey, we like we have to do this right now or we failed. Like there wasn't a, really a sense of, uh, I don't know the correct word, but like not wanting to urgency. fail. Urgency or yeah, not wanting to fail. <clears throat> um, I, 
and again, that's just that's just my observant. I'm not saying that's the that's fact, but and yeah, but, and that was like totally crazy for you guys to see. Well, yeah, because I'm we sure had the to, first time. Yeah, because we would have to stall on all the stuff that we had to do because, I mean, we were in their country and we were waiting on them, and then everything just got pushed back um, because they were like, hey, if they want to take a break, then they're just going to take a break, um, and uh, you know, for us, that's not really a thing. You can take a break like after you accomplish the mission. Um, so I don't think, I don't know what that mindset, um, where it comes from, or if it's a good or a bad thing. But that's the, in my eyes, that was probably the biggest <clears throat> difference. Um, from yeah, from I the, mean, and their promotion system is super weird because uh, there would be like these really really older guys or, or girls in the the military who were like privates. Um, so we were like, oh, like, did you just join? Because, you know, obviously we're kind of ignorant to how their promotion and all that jazz works. Um, and they were like, no, they, you, they, some of them, I think it was, uh, it was Greece. They were like, they could sign up uh, and then stay that rank forever. Um, I could be wrong. It might have been a different country, but there's people who signed up and they stayed a private. And they were like, yeah, I've been a private for 14 years. So I don't really know how, the, how wow. it works or how the pay goes or the benefits over there. Another, some of the other yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting, but that makes sense because a lot of the, I, I think it's just a lot of the cultural, you know, ideology of each country bleeds over into. Yeah, I would say that too. The military aspect, because definitely like Mediterranean countries have a very lax, like policy on punctuality yeah that was just just yeah. like it's just if you show up you show up if not like you know maybe we'll get to it tomorrow like, <laughs> yeah. they live longer because of it but at the same time if you're trying to do important things like we're used to doing like you have a date and you you meet that at the exact time then it's it's tough to kind of be in that model so there's yeah. definitely a balance that's a good point i would definitely agree with the, their cultural um yeah cultural values leading over into the military because even when we did get a little time off um i remember we were in italy and it was like six or seven might have been five in the afternoon and we were like, we only had a, like a few hours off and we we're like yeah let's go get some good food we walked into uh we were in uh where were we Sicily, I think that might be wrong. I can't really remember. Anyways, we go out into town, and it is literally a ghost town. And it's like six in the, it's like six at night. Um, there was a little <laughs> gas station open. We're like, hey, like, where? And it wasn't a Sunday or you know, like a, I think it was like a, a Friday or something. And we're like, well, what's going on? Like, literally, literally everything was closed, and there wasn't, there was nobody around. And they're like, oh, it's nap time, and it's nap time until nine p.m. So like. That just threw us off, and then no shit. Right when nine p.m. Right when nine p.m. hit, uh, we have a video. Like the, all the lights came on in the stores, and people were just like popped out of the woodwork, and were like ready to, to eat and party. And I was like, "Yeah, what the hell?" So and yeah, yeah, and that it goes through the military as well. Like I mean, for their militaries, like if you need to take a break, you take a break. It's a little bit lacks of data, a little bit more comfortable, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this is just from my from my observation. I'm not saying. That's fact, but I oh no! I mean, it's it's a the, bit deep cultural yeah. thing, and especially in Sicily and Greece, yeah. it's just like 
we are going to take a nap, and that's just what we do yeah. during the day. Is a good Imagine how much you know, energy. We're going yeah. to eat dinner at like 10, 10 or 11 at night. Yep. Yeah. Can you imagine how much energy these people have? Like they, get, they take a nap, and then they start partying <laughs> at like 11 at night or 12 at night. Good gracious. I don't know when you go to sleep like that. I know. I, c- I couldn't do that. I mean, even when I was in Paris during study abroad, it was yeah. like you would go out at night and just restaurants would be packed at like 11 p.m. of people just ordering yeah. food to eat because in the summer it's always it's bright until like that time anyway, too, based on where they are. But it was just like, man, that's something that I have to take a while to get used to. For sure. But, yeah, I want to jump back on another one. It was, it was just interesting seeing how, you know, the other people live, what they do. It was a good time. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, th- what do you like the most about being, I mean, a captain or a Marine or just being in that lifestyle? Um, hmm. I'd say the camaraderie. Uh, I've met a lot of people so far. Um, so a couple of have, have become pretty good buddies of mine. And, um, like, we just form that bond. You know, kind of like if you're on the basketball team or the football team, whatever sort of team you join, you form a bond because you guys have those unique experiences from being on that team. Um, yeah. Obviously, I have that with, with the Marines that we work with. Um, I've got to do a lot of cool stuff and I've been put into positions where I can affect change um, on my level with the guys that I work with and uh, that's always a good thing and um, I've got to travel to a lot of a lot of places that I probably would never have visited before um, if I wasn't in the military and then um, I'd say that again the relationships that I've built um, and what I've learned so far I think is, is probably um, and what I've done, like back when I was a platoon commander with, with landing support, um, being up under helicopters with a, a group of my Marines, like I, you, I would never be able to do that. And it was just, that was, that was awesome. Um, we got to travel across like, you know, East coast, West coast of America, working with uh, other units, um, and teaching them how to, you know, rig like a Humvee or an artillery, whatever you wanted to lift with a helicopter. And then we would go hook it up under a bird. Um, that those would probably be my best times in the military for sure. Um, and then obviously the deployment was, was, was good. Um, but I've been placed into leadership, leadership positions, working with, um, other Marines, um, and seeing how they view, you know, somebody above them and, uh, vice versa to kind of see like their mentality, how everything works. Um, but I think the, the relationships have been probably one of the biggest factors, um, in, in enjoyment so far. And it obviously has its ups and downs for sure. Are you ever interacting with any special force, special forces units at all? Um, or like I, working side by side? So when we were on deployment, we uh, we did. Um, I can't. I don't think I can get much <laughs> into it, but we have worked with special forces before. Um, Nobody's we listening. Come on. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we did stuff over there. And then uh, back, again, when I was with landing support, we worked with them, uh, with MARSOC, so that they could try and uh, um, they want to be independent. So anything that they need help with or that they would have to call in for, like, external support, like a 
an HST, like a helicopter support team to lift anything, um, they want to be able to do it by themselves so they don't have to rely on anybody else, which makes sense. So we, we went down there and we we're trying to help. We were teaching them how to, how to rig a load, um, and getting them up under the bird yeah. experience. And then obviously we did our, we did our thing on the, on that deployment, um, with some of the guys over there, which was pretty hmm. cool. And like, I never saw like a Navy SEAL or a Green Beret in real life or whatever. And it, I was like, oh, this looks like the movie. It's just a big dude with a beard, baseball cut backwards. Yeah. It's pretty rough. I was like, yeah. Pretty dangerous guy. That's pretty cool. Have you, um, I'm sure all the listeners are probably wondering, this is probably the most hyped question that I I can possibly ask. Have you uh, fired a bullet from a rifle? Yep, I have. (laughs) <laughs> that is wow that's unbelievable how how what is was that stan- what is the standard uh weapon that's issued to all marine corps members uh so you'll get soldiers a, you'll get an m16 or an m4 um the marine corps transitioning all to m4s and i'm not i'm not too savvy on you know the differences and then uh mm-hmm. the officers will get an m4 and an m9 pistol um, so I'll typically uh-huh. walk around with a pistol or a little M4. Hmm. Interesting. But so an M4 is a quarter of an M16? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, again, <laughs> well, I, don't, I, I don't know. I the, figured out the differences. I don't, I don't know all it's of like the a, small details. It's supposed to be lighter. It's a little bit more compact. Um, but as, in regards to the range and the accuracy, I, I don't... I don't know the difference. Didn't you, on a serious note, didn't you do really well with the rifle school or something like that, or like a shooting? Yeah, I've done. So before the Marine Corps, I think I only shot a pistol. Back when I did that security gig, um, we had to fire a pistol, and I did well with that for not firing it before. And uh, I've shot, you know, each year you have to qualify with the M9 or your service weapon or service rifle, like the M4. Um, and I've had a high expert every time, and I've been talking about uh, possibly um, shooting, not with the Marine Corps shooting team, but going about the process of applying and shooting, like, competitively to try and jump on that, um, jump on the team down the road. And then... Um, wait, 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 wait. What, what do you mean by jump on the team? Like, what team are you talking about? <laughs> Olympic. Just the, the Marine Corps <laughs> shooting. So each base has, like, a Marine Corps shooting team, and it'll just compete like against other bases um and yeah it's just kind of like a, a marine corps thing and then they'll they'll compete against other dod branches um like the army the, the army has one and then there's like private contractors who have it and then you kind of just go up against other dod uh counterparts i see so yeah i don't know how i was able to do so well shooting when I've never shot before, but I always, because people come ask. You're ask, a natural kid. Oh, well, I don't know. I would always like to, to think about it from the, um, when I used to do, to do art and how like detailed I would be able to get with, uh, that's true. I'm working mm-hmm. with because in the, in the scope and the reticle being able to line it up, like that's, I think that, I think what I did with art and what I did, um, you know, kind of, I guess, training my eye to see certain things 
um, I think that has proved beneficial for shooting. So you're comparing killing with art now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that does make sense, though. Attention to detail. Yes, attention to detail. So something that you and Kyle probably share is your love for endurance exercise. Talk to us a little bit about how triathlons and marathons have become such a big part of your life. (laughs) What have they given you um, on an internal level, not just a physical? It's just a side effect of the coronavirus. A slight (laughs) slur in the speech. That's it. Okay, okay. <laughs> we we really were curious though. Like, how how'd you? Okay, so how'd you get into like running? How'd you get into marathon and oh, all shit, that stuff? Because because question. Okay, so no no no. That's um, and are you still doing them now? When did I start? Three and one. It's a I three think and in one. in high school <laughs> I started doing. High school is when I first started running. And I did cross country junior and senior year. Um, yeah. And then I there's no weightlifting. And then freshman year of college, I remember I was we there's a running club there. Um, so I was still pretty big into running, so I remember my freshman year. Pretty sure I, I ran with the, the uh, running club at ECU for a lot of the times. And then I think towards the end of freshman year, sophomore year is when I discovered the iron, and I gravitated towards it, and I didn't leave it for like a very long time. Um, and then so I stopped running, and all I did was was lift weights. And then I want to say around junior senior year, um, because of the military, I couldn't just solely lift weights. I still needed to do some sort of aerobic exercise. And I met another buddy on the running club. The running club kind of got disbanded, and uh, he was talking about he wanted to sit to create a triathlon club. And I was like, let's do it. Um, and then junior and senior year, uh, I got into triathlons with him, um, and we built a little club uh, we both left so I don't, actually i don't know if that if it's even still there but um that was a good time i did a few triathlons um but i found that lifting weights and still doing triathlon training and not changing any of it up with the weightlifting regimen that we were we were on nick and i at the time like it was oh it was bad i remember like the i don't even know how to describe it but when you lift weights you get a pump you know because of the blood um, doing that and then the triathlon like on the weekend or whatever like I, it, it it hurt it was bad um, anyways <laughs> so then after I graduated I went to uh, training for the Marine Corps and pretty much everything kind of fell off from there um, and then I got really heavy into lifting again um, and I'd say I just lifted probably for like four years like I, I didn't do any running and then just recently um, in July actually when I came back from deployment I was like I miss the competitive nature of triathlons and running. And I wanted to get back into it just because I enjoyed going to the races. I enjoyed running. Uh, my mom, she's doing a full Ironman in September. Um, and her and I, we used to do half marathon. Her and I would go to races like almost every weekend um, back in high school and freshman year of college. So I just missed the competitive nature. And I started in July. I stopped lifting weights and I just ran every single day. Um, I was at 200 pounds and I couldn't run three miles and like it would take me close to 28 minutes. Um, 
and I was like, yeah, I want, I want to get faster, so I just, which I would just run for an hour each day. I would just run, um, and then slowly, then you know, getting the time time down with a three mile um, and losing weight. And I only do some body weight exercises typically, um, like pull ups and any sort of body weight exercise. I haven't touched a weight in a pretty long time, and I've just been solely concentrating uh, and putting all my energy and effort into running right now so much of what i did with weightlifting a few years ago i have concentrated it all into running and yes i'm still doing it um actually just signed up for my first marathon the marine corps marathon in october so nice yeah i can't i want to get back into triathlon training but with the hours at paris island i like i can only do running um that's one of the the downfalls of paris island are the hours that we have to work are pretty atrocious so i can only get Mm. it running right now so that would be your first full marathon coming up? Yeah, that'll be the first full marathon. And then, like, a lifetime nice. goal is to do a full Ironman. Like, so um, that's a dream way down the road when I have, and, have and, the time to train. And a full Ironman is, uh, what is it, it's, two, it, three miles swimming? Or what, you know the numbers. Yeah, it's a 2.4-mile swim, and then... I want to say it's a 153 mile bike ride and then you have a marathon afterwards kyle you've done that right <laughs> i can't remember i might have blacked out on the one that i did but yeah i'm not, I'm not a strong did swimmer sw- at all so i have to yeah find time to get in the pool yeah two two miles swimming is i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but i'm sure it's uh insanely draining yeah but uh i saw a documentary at about a guy who did 50 or i don't know if he did them or he attempted to do 50 was it the cowboy iron man's iron cowboy. yeah iron cowboy yeah, yeah so he he, he did 50 and 50 them. yeah and um, okay i remember at the end people were blaming him that he cheated because oh i don't remember he used like an elliptical he used like an yes. elliptical because yep. there was like a hurricane yep and he just went in, in like a gym and did it there, basically. Yeah. And they're like, "You cheated! You let <laughs> like you, <laughs> you let me down! Like you're not my hero anymore!" Like, <laughs> dude, I just did forty. Yeah. Like, Ironmans in forty days. Like I'm not stopping. On like an indoor track. Yeah, I thought that was insane. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. He got so much pushback from that. It's just like, you do one. You do one in yeah. one year, and then we'll, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just people who just have no idea, you know, and, like, just to be able to do that and not come out with any, like, serious long-term health issues was insane. That was insane. Because, I, I mean, that just destroyed his body. Yeah, I always questioned how he was able to do it every single day, though. Like, how did he get money for it? But Zero sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they would go longer is- every day. It was crazy. It's like you start off, you do one, and then you're like, I got to do one literally in another eight hours, and then it becomes you get more sore, yep. and you slowed your time, slow down dramatically, and like, like, oh, you only have three hours, you can sleep now, <laughs> till we got to start over. And just lay over and die. Just crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a wild documentary yeah. for sure. Pretty sure it's I mean, iron, how do you- iron 
Iron Cowboy. I'm pretty sure is what the name of it is. Yeah. How do you eat enough, too? Yeah. Well, he traveled with a whole team of people. Oh. Yeah, he had, like, still, it's just and everything. Oh, so he cheated. That's what you're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, freaking cheater. He wasn't by himself doing this. Mm. Man, oh, man. How pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredible feat for sure. It's like that one guy recently that uh, walked across Antarctica with a sled behind him. Uh, It's the first, I think I'm getting it right, it's the first unassisted walk across Antarctica. Yeah. Um, through just th- by himself. Yeah, just by himself. That's. I mean, those are incredible feats. Those are really yeah. incredible feats. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely the aspect of like at a race or a big event where it's like you get really excited because everybody else is there and the energy is very, you know, very much present with everyone. And whether you're a competitive person or not, I mean throughout the race you see people pass you and you're like "Uh, i don't like that like (laughs) i don't know i mean you could think you're not competitive but it'll bring something out of you which can be addictive for some people and it's a it's a fun and healthy activity and tip generally you get to slam beers at the end that is very true yeah i just miss the the atmosphere and the environment but always still the iron will always be there yeah. Yep. That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger said. <laughs> what? The iron will always be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would also equate a pump to sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Alex, did we ever watch that documentary? Yeah. Pumping Iron? Yeah. yeah. We watched it. Yeah, you drank Coke Zero to it. <laughs> I'm sure we did. I'm Literally sure that we did. We, it consumed every part of our being back then. I don't know. If yeah, it's for you, Coke Zero did. Yeah. yeah everything. Oh, yeah. What was it about Coke? Was Coke Zero even a thing then? <laughs> you calling us a liar? <laughs> I mean, this is seven years ago. <laughs> Mountain Dew literally just came out with a Mountain Dew Zero. So they're behind the curve. Yeah, 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 the uh, yeah, we were pretty obsessed with with the Coke Zero Vanilla. There was something else though that we were obsessed with. I know, I know, we tried Halo Top ice cream for when that first came out. Um, oh, Arctic Freeze. Do you remember that, <laughs> Alex? Oh my god! Thing, oh my gosh, that was terrible. That was so bad. It was like a block of ice with just like a, a hint of artificial flavoring. It was so bad. It was like uh, we, it was like freezer burn in a cup, but <laughs> like they were selling freezer burn. It was it was that bad. It was disgusting. It was really really bad. Yeah, um, I felt like we we had Coke Zero and we had something else like some ice cream or something like that that we'd always eat. We were both dieting at the time. I, Alex was going even more extreme than I was. Um, that's that's what ended up leading us to consume as as few calories as we possibly could. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, when Alex was really into running initially, before he got into lifting, there was I'd always try and convince him to come lifting. And uh, because I knew it would do his soul some good. And uh, 
I remember this one time when <laughs> he he uh, he he would he would have these random moments where he just flake out and just tell me you know I'm sick or study. I'm in the library study, which yeah. is the biggest fucking joke in the world but or or I had a late night you know, whatever it was and there's one time what what did you say did you say you were sick that time I don't remember what I said uh, I th- I think that like, was I it I can't make it. Yeah, well, you gave me a reason. You were like, <laughs> you were like, I'm, I'm feeling sick. I remember that distinctly. It was some, some legitimate reason that you, you told me. I was like, oh, okay. So I go to the gym, <laughs> and I'm walking towards the gym. I'm walking towards the gym, and guess who I see, running in his full like his full running shorts and like running gear with his sunglasses on, and he's just. We're, we are going at the perfect speed to meet, like, literally cross on the sidewalk where he could cl- clearly see me maybe, I don't know, two feet away from him. And he passes right by me. He does not even acknowledge me. And I just stare at him the entire time. And then I just, I think I ended up texting you later on. But that was that was very typical of... Of the initial draw to try and get Alex Teasdale to, to start lifting weights. And then eventually something clicked and you just decided you wanted to start really lifting weights. Yeah, that was a good time. And that run was downhill, so like we could see each other uh, from yeah. a distance. And we like <laughs> yeah. somehow just were not going to acknowledge each other. No, no. Or we just no. wanted to avoid that. <laughs> slight awkward interaction and i was like oh well if i just run past him maybe you know, he won't see me i don't know <laughs> literally two feet in front of me yeah <laughs> right uh it was, the, it was the most ridiculous thing ever yeah good times though we had we, we had a lot of uh hilarious roommate moments together good old 2013 yeah 2013 to when did you leave uh, 2015? 2014 yeah. 2014 yeah something like that yeah oh actually another question I have for you how'd you get into metalcore mm. you know I was thinking about the other day how I actually got into it because I used to only listen to like rap and hip hop and I never even listened to rock um, I actually I don't know I think like a lot of the times, if I was bored, I'd always just go on YouTube and like watch music videos. Um, I think one of the first, they actually in high school when I worked at Pizza Hut, there's a Breaking Benjamin song. I think it was uh, My Diary of Jane. The guy who I was working with was playing it, and I I liked it. Um, and I started, I listened to it for a little bit, but then I still stick with just rap and hip hop for a long time. Mm. Um, and then I think. I don't remember what the first metalcore song I listened to. I think it might have been like something soft, like Bullet for My Valentine or something like that. And then I just clicked on more YouTube videos. And then I slowly clicked on more bands that are a little bit heavier and a little bit heavier. And then I found Parkway <laughs> Drive. And once I found Parkway Drive, it was game over. And I was just blasted in the gym. Um, Pandora was a good a good start. You know, I clicked Parkway, and then all the other bands would would kind of pop up. And from there, I never listened to rap or hip-hop anymore, and I just fell in love with metal. Traitor! I just fell in love with it. 
and I would blast it in the apartment in hopes that you would slowly gravitate towards it, and you did. And guess what he did? I definitely did, like a moth to a light. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, initially I was pretty resistant. I I would listen to metal, but not like that type of metal, not metalcore or death metal or anything like that. And so, I mean, because I was into like Rammstein and stuff like that. And, um, which is more industrial. Yes, it is more industrial. Uh, an astute observation, uh, Kyle. Um, Thank you. And yeah, eventually I just ended up starting to really which, like uh, it. Side note, they're, they canceled their tour. Dude, Dude, I don't even believe you. I don't believe you. You d- you would not be like just casually like, oh yeah. The, <laughs> go on. <laughs> they just canceled their tour. No, no, no. Frantically yeah, start searching. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Although I am afraid that Tool is going to cancel their their concert here in a month, a little over a month. So who they knows? Will. Thank you. Kyle's always been a, a very positive and... and uh, I'm just looking out for the safety of others. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, all due to that dreaded coronavirus. Well, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say on this podcast episode, Mr. Hatley or Mr. Teasdale? Hmm. There's someone at the uh, door. I don't... Who's at the door? Maybe it's I don't know. Ghost again. Literally, I heard a doorbell. <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm, and the door opened and shut. I'm, I'm here in my room. I don't even have the lights on. I'm just on mine. <laughs> Dude, I don't have a doorbell. <laughs> it's not me. Anyway, go on, Kyle. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean... Here we are, and it's looking like it's going to be Biden versus Trump. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, a place that we just never wanted to be at. I don't think um, a lot of people maybe didn't expect this, but here we are. Um, Obviously, Sanders isn't definitively out of it yet, but it's between those two, and it looks like Biden is going to probably have the nominee yeah and uh i don't know that's just where we are at the moment i don't really have many other thoughts <laughs> i uh I, I do think sanders is is gonna be done with his whole like going for president like this is it i yeah. i I, oh, I, ca- I can't imagine him being 80 <laughs> 82 literally in his 80s yeah and trying to run for president that would be i feel like nobody would take him seriously then no no this was his well you you can't take joe biden seriously yeah right now based on some of the stuff he's saying recently yeah i heard that but. he has a stutter and that's that's what that explains like 80% of some of his his like loss of words for in particular <laughs> yeah, situations sure. <laughs> sure yeah yeah Sure. <laughs> you you um, sound like you believe it, so. Oh, yeah, I'm all, uh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> you just had to tell me once, and I'm, I'm all in on that. <laughs> Give you a freaking break. <laughs> Whoa! Where did this come from? <laughs> Out of left field! I did not see that. 
So anyways, Alex. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Alex, who do you think is going to win the nomination? I know you've been following politics yeah, passionately say, for, politics, for a I'll long time. I'll stick with Kyle. I'll just say Biden. Yeah, nice. he's Kyle's a big Biden fan. So, yeah, I don't uh, follow politics mm. at all. <laughs> don't. <laughs> well, who, who do you think is going to win if it's Biden versus Trump with your limited knowledge of the politicas? Um, I'd probably say Trump would get reelected. Really? Okay, interesting. If I had to guess. Ka- Kyle, what, what do you think? I would agree with Alex. You know what? I'm going with the dissenting opinion. I think Biden would still win against President Trump. If we both said Biden, would you have said Trump? Uh, No, I would have still said Biden. I I do think that everybody keeps saying Trump's going to win, which maybe he will. Like, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I, I do. I'm leaning towards Biden winning. And why is that? Well, I think because people had such a strong reaction to Trump and the fact that Biden is more moderate than uh, Sanders. If it had been Sanders, I think it, it might have been a, a little bit harder sell. True. That's true. Getting people to go to either extreme. A little extreme. bit more divisive if someone was on the fence for Trump. Yeah. Then they probably still wouldn't go for Sanders. Yeah. But we'll never know. Yeah, true, but um, yeah, I, 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 Biden just because he's he's more moderate, I think he can galvanize more more of the troops, more votes uh, right. against that that voted Trump last time that now probably won't. Right. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I do think just in general, I think uh, <clears throat> Biden is also more likable than Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's true. That's probably true. He's just, uh, I don't know, I'm just concerned about, I mean, you know, we've got Trump in now, and I'm not dead yet, so. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just concerned about his uh, his mental stability um, over the course of four years in a high-stress environment. But, you know. I could be wrong. Yeah, but that's again, that's just a stutter. So. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not concerned anymore. <laughs> How easily I can change a person's opinion. <laughs> sorry, Jewel. <laughs> so, sorry, Jewel. <laughs> so, sorry, Jewel. <laughs> oh man, that's like Canadians invading Wisconsin <laughs> yeah. and breeding. Sorry, Jewel. <laughs> What would Wisconsin be? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. My dad always says. I'm r- Debbie from Wisconsin. My dad always says for for rag. He says rag. Yeah, or babe. Uh, yeah. Oh man, some ha- habits are are long standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks. I don't know. I think I think we got it. I think we got the essence of Mr. Teasdale. Um, yeah. If you yeah, want to come back on, hit delete. Yeah, please, yeah, please don't do that. that. Please don't yeah. do because <laughs> I will upload this with just Kyle and I talking. It's just gonna have like large segments of nothingness. 
Or you just you just come in again and just change your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do that too. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. And hopefully we can have you on again uh, to discuss all kinds of different topics. Uh, like the almighty two and a half and, you know, things that we didn't really get to. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks for the invite. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. It was Kyle didn't want you, but I eventually convinced him over time to. He paid me money. (laughs) (laughs) Very well. I'm glad you fell for it. Your no. monetary value was two dollars and thirty six cents. Maybe your gut so, that's was, a pack of bubble gum, okay? <laughs> maybe your gut instinct was correct since we troubleshot this for what, like an hour and a half before. <laughs> well, got the jitters out. Yeah, yeah, got the jitters out. We, yeah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will catch you next week if we are uh, uninfected. Yep. And if if we are, we'll still do it because we'll be quarantined. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nick will be. If anybody sees Nick in North Carolina (laughs) in the next in the next anytime, really, he's currently in Maryland. If you see him in North Carolina, okay, report to me directly or Alex or anyone. Just capture a photo, post it. (laughs) <laughs> Send it to the authorities of Maryland. He's going back to Maryland, and they've already mandated that in Maryland, you must quarantine. You must quarantine for 14 days if you've left the state and you've come back to the state. So, Stuart Fisher, if you come down, someone document him. If he comes down to North Carolina anytime soon, because we're going to ca- have to call the authorities for safety purposes. It's for your own good, everybody. Have a wonderful day. I am cutting this part of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Catch you you next week, guys. See ya. Goodbye.